Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Greetings to those who watch below, and welcome to day three of my week of fear. Today's video is about aerophobia. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The fear of flying. For years and years, mankind dreamed of being able to soar in the air like the birds, and now we can. However, that dream that we once had can be a true nightmare for those who are afraid of flying. We'll find out why with today's tale, My Last Flight, by Seinfeld Lover 98. Mornings. I hate them. I've been getting up early my whole life. School at 8am as a kid, university labs at 8.30, business meetings at half nine, all after considerable time spent stuck in traffic. I've always hated mornings, but been forced to endure them my entire life. During the much-anticipated haven of the weekends, I always relished the opportunity to sleep almost into the afternoon. Unfortunately, this week, my opportunity for slumber has been disturbed by a trip. This morning, I awoke at quarter past five to catch the early flight to Tokyo. Being that I live in Denver, this means I had to be at the airport well in advance of my flight. I arrived shortly after 6am. It was still dark when I checked my bags with the less than hospitable desk agent and was borderline violated by the security personnel but I could see the weak ring of dawnlight rising over the horizon as I boarded my flight. As I walked down the aisle to my seat, I surveyed the other passengers, a fairly typical crowd for a flight like this, a mixture of Americans and people of Asian descent, likely Japanese, filled the seats. It looked as though it would be a fairly full flight. As I took my seat, I fumbled around in my pockets for my sunglasses so I could wear them while I tried to capture more sleep. I awoke some time after takeoff. By now the sky was much brighter. It must have been around half seven. I stood up, feeling even more groggy than before, and headed to the washroom. I relieved myself, and then began walking back to my seat, when I heard screaming and stressed conversation coming from the front of the plane. I walked past my seat and into the first class cabin noticing that no flight attendant tried to stop me, and saw a group of people standing looking out the windows on the left side of the plane. People were talking anxiously amongst themselves as I moved to the left side of the plane to get a look at what all the fuss was about. 
I leaned over to get a look out the window, accidentally violating a sleeping passenger's personal bubble, and saw why people were so shocked. There were two suns. Two identical suns lit the sky right next to each other, sitting above the horizon. I had to blink over and over again to make sure I wasn't seeing some sort of illusion. I tried to think, what phenomena causes it to look like there's two suns in the sky? Was it something to do with the altitude? And just as those thoughts crossed my mind, the sky suddenly went black. The two suns I was staring at disappeared, and the entire sky went dark. This wasn't like it was night time, or that something was blocking the windows. There were no city lights below or stars above, and I could clearly see the strobes still blinking at the end of the wing. I stood back, looked around the plane at the other passengers, but they all seemed as confused as I was. Just what the fuck was going on? Right then, the PA system kicked on, and the pilot began addressing the passengers. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It seems we're experiencing some interesting weather phenomena this morning, but we're still on course and everything looks alright up here. Thanks, folks. Those words were less than assuring. After a moment, the cockpit door opened, and the pilot stepped into the galley to talk with the flight crew. They all looked pretty confused and stressed as they talked, trying to remain calm. I wasn't about to wait to find out what was going on, so I approached the group. That's no weather cap. You don't know what the hell is going on, do you? Listen, sir, there's no need to cause a panic. Now, please return to your seat. One of the flight attendants spoke for him, trying to maintain calm. You guys have like a million instruments in there. Can you tell what's out there or where we are? Asked another passenger. The captain finally spoke up. Sir, all we can tell you right now is that we are approximately 40,000 feet above sea level. All of our navigation and external communications are currently malfunctioning, and we have zero visibility around our plane. All we can do right now is stay level, maintain our speed and altitude, and wait and see. I turned around, looking for an empty seat. I needed to sit down immediately. My head was spinning as I thought about our current circumstances. No guidance meant there were no satellites to guide us. No communications, which meant there was no one to receive our communications, or respond to them. No visibility. What the hell would cause absolute darkness around the plane at almost 8am? Without beacons and navigation satellites, the captain later advised us that it would be difficult to determine exactly where the ground was, but he had decided to gradually bring us down until he was able to make visual contact with something on the ground. We were travelling around 300 miles an hour, could still hear the engines, feel every turn, acceleration, deceleration, and descent. But after about an hour of constant descent, the pilot returned into the forward galley. He looked much more concerned this time. I sat in the front row and tried to eavesdrop on the conversation with the flight crew. That's impossible, said one of the flight attendants. How can we just keep descending? Look, the captain said, I don't know how, but according to that altimeter, we are currently 7,000 feet below sea level, and we still haven't hit or seen anything. I stood up, 
needing to be part of this conversation. So, what happens when we absolutely need to land? I interrupted. The captain looked at me, as the flight crew looked over the other concerned passengers. Well, we have enough fuel for another ten hours of flight. And after that ten hours, I asked? Well then, we'll just have to pray, he said, looking on gravely. Greetings again to those who watch below. I really hope you enjoyed this video today. If you did, please make sure to like, share, comment and subscribe to the channel. And if you're already subscribed, make sure you hit that notification bell. That way you'll know when the latest creepy video hits. If you have a tale that you want telling, please make sure you let me know via my email in the description box below. So, until next time, sleep tight. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.